Welcome to the Solo Venture Podcast. My name is Lee Payton, and along with co-founder Reese Harris, we'll discuss the tools and mindset you need for successful remote entrepreneurship. So whether you're new to freelancing or have an established online business, we'll help you to earn more, work less, and become irreplaceable. We've been sitting here for 35 minutes and uh, messing around with our little uh, toys here before we uh, really finally started to get into this stuff. But now the reason I have to record the um, some type of intro, and today we're talking about AI <clears throat> and uh, tools for solopreneurs. But the reason I have to record something like that is because it's um, the audio version. If you just jump right into us, you know, talking about nonsense, nobody knows. So the video here, you know, or unless people can't read the title, for anybody who cares that's uh, listening or watching this, if we even air this part. Uh, we're trying to we're discussing what AI tools and what platforms we could use for the podcast here. And instead of using iMovie, which I love, I love everything Apple uh, and iMovie comes on the Mac. It's just I'm kind of gotten to the point now where we've outgrown it. We're going to try to do some the camera switching, make our production a little bit better. I mean, I can't do anything about this face, you know, but we can at least try to make the audio and video a little bit better. But as you can see right now, I just use my AI to make Reese disappear. Scott. <laughs> um, it's amazing. It's like one of those uh, David Blaine tricks. Just yeah. like, oh, God. Oh. No, but I, I was checking out, uh, you know, so speaking of AI or like production platforms, so I was checking out uh, Premiere Pro, which is made by Adobe and then uh, DaVinci, but I don't know who owns DaVinci, but either way, they're so close. But the thing is, because we're using Adobe Enhance for our voices and we're going to use some of the Adobe products to put captions on uh, and make our videos better, hopefully, at some point. I figured might as well stick with Adobe because I'll get the membership, which is like $20 a month, and everything's in one place. We don't have to keep you know, popping in and of all these other platforms. So, you know, a lot of love to iMovie. It's been great. Uh, it just gets a little finicky trying to overlay things, and now we're doing the recording our voice and audio in each place and then uploading that. It's just just too much. Uh, so the last couple of weeks, it's all we've been doing. So it, obviously, AI is picking up at an exponential rate. Uh, I know that term gets overused, but uh, over the last uh, you know few months, we've all been getting into chat a little bit to help us with copywriting functions. Uh, it's still not good enough that I would package something that I'm doing, like a, cl a client project, for example, even giving it a lot of prompts. It's not good enough that I would just let it loose and then not go through it because yeah. even if I give it, even if I give it good information, I'm like, this is the, this is the service, this is the product. And I lay out all the details. And then as of today or last week or whatever, now it can read the web and I'll say, go to this website, read everything on this website, put together a marketing brief. It's still not up to my standards. And I'm not saying that those are high. I'm just, you know, it's still a little cheesy in some places. I have to fix it. But it's gotten yeah. a lot better. Uh, the funny thing is, is I'll spend, I I should actually pay attention to the timing because I probably spend uh, a fair amount just talking to the machine, you know, saying, hey, can you fix this or fix that? So it's not foolproof. I don't know if what's worse, actually writing it out and being creative and, and giving that part up. Or now I'm just arguing with a robot all day on, you know, you need to fix this or fix that. But it, But it has gotten super useful. And as far as like marketing stuff goes, I mean, it's, we talked about this before copywriting, uh, you know, then that goes for email. When I say copywriting, I mean, email marketing, Facebook, advertising, landing page, uh, any type of content, any sales, yeah. sales content is 
its days are numbered as far as a human writing it out long form. Fortunately, you and I have been doing this long enough, which hasn't been long. It's been long enough that we started writing this uh, long form. So, man, what a great career choice. Uh, I picked a job that a year later they have robots doing it now. It was really smart. But uh, uh, but yeah, but I uh, it it's it's definitely getting better. It's getting faster. It's not up to the point now, like I said, where I would submit it for client work without going through it and spending a fair amount of time on it. However, it does save me a lot of time because really what's what chat's doing now, and I use them as an example, is it just searches the internet and it aggregates everything. Um, yeah, I mean, you talk about long-form content and essentially it's, I think companies and agencies in particular need to see, especially ChatGPT, but other tools as personal assistance in all of your employees' pockets. That's the way to look at it. It's like if you were to hire a junior for every single person in your company, this is that junior. And that is one of the tricks of using the tool is speak to it like it's a human or type to it as if it were a human. And I think you're talking about like going through things and like kind of arguing and fixing things. I think one of the issues a lot of people have had with it is just not knowing how to speak to it and getting obviously then getting frustrated and not getting the results they want. And definitely learning that you have to treat it as if it was like a human um, in the way you write out your prompts, um, which for anyone listening doesn't know what that means. It's essentially the requests you type into if in the case of chat gpt it's the request you type into it um but yeah the the output is not 100 yet however it's a hundred percent good at getting a first draft good uh done you know and if you think of the time it takes to get articles completed to take one example like if you create a prompt for a blog article that your brand or your agency would publish um, and you iterate that prompt over time to refine it and, and get the output much better you you will you'll, you'll be very close to getting articles that need five to ten minutes of editing I think there's some resistance here too um, where people are like oh, I don't want to use that it's uh, it's not always accurate um, you know, it's uh, it's it's not really artificial intelligence. That's just a word we put on it. It's really a machine uh, learning, uh, you know, language uh, model. Uh, and I think if, if you look at it like, oh, this thing's coming from my job and I don't know how to use it and it's going to spit out incorrect information, which sometimes it does. Really, all this is is just an interface that aggregates everything on Google. So this is if you started, like you said, if you start a draft for an article, uh, this is just making your research faster because you're probably going to go back and and look for the tone and the the brand and the 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 information that whoever your client is, whoever you're writing for, you're going to go back and look through their older stuff anyway, and probably not copy and paste it, but you're going to take snippets from that so you can build the article, and then you're going to go to Google and research whatever the the topic is, and this is just making that faster. This is taking those things, the going around and looking through. 10 pages of Google and like searching and going through links and articles and just putting it all in one place. This isn't like some weird robot somewhere that's giving you whatever. From, and you have to remember too, like everything that comes out of chat GPT, at least for now, it's pulling from things that human beings have been writing and putting on the internet for the last 
however many years that we've been doing that. So it's just pulling information from that from stuff that people wrote and people are often wrong. So again, it, you know, if you don't look at it as an adversary and you want to use it as a tool, it'll, it'll save you a ton of time. So in, in that regard, you know, the, I know there are, there's some resistance to it, but I found it to be very helpful. I mean, I use it almost my entire day now, even for just simple things, you know, it, it saves me a ton of time. But like I was saying earlier, you can't just, you can't just throw it in there and then have it come back. I mean, you can tell, you can still look at it and tell what headlines were written by the AI, you know, so it's, it's not that great yet, but. Yeah, way. it's a first draft. It's a first draft approach. Um, right. But for now, like it's going to get very, very good. Um, and also just helps get through any blocks with brainstorming as well. It's like you need some ideas for something. It's like you just throw um, a prompt in there to just generate something on the page that you slash people in a room can actually use um, as inspiration and it will spark different ideas. But instead of staring at a white board <laughs> or white screen, like you get something on the page um, that can that can spark discussion. Um, yeah. That's kind of ChatGPT. We're also looking at platforms across the kind of AI landscape. There's things like Adobe Firefly. So text, I guess we all kind of saw coming. What I think most people thought was much further away was video, um, both oh crap, both in the sense of um, kind of people, like being able to video generate people, which we've seen some really incredible examples of. But also, um, so Adobe Firefly is, is one example tool and it's generating... It, I, is it generating or sourcing the relevant B-roll for the kind? So like you're, you're making a video, um, let's say for YouTube, mm -hmm. and the theme of the video is uh, surfing and you live in, I might get this completely wrong, but Utah, which I'm guessing is a landlocked state. Oh well, no, well Michigan, but it's uh, we have we have a lot of beaches there. But uh, uh, Utah is a city, is it? Uh, Utah is a state too, but it's, uh, oh, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's in the mountains. It's where people go skiing. So yeah, there's no water there. I mean, they have a couple of lakes. Right. I think. Uh, sure, not say anybody in Utah. Sorry, we don't know anybody from Utah, but uh, yes, uh, I'm sure, yeah. it's a lovely state. Rich <laughs> guy talking about. Yeah, no, no, it's, you're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're doing a video on surfing. But you're not near a fucking beach. Like you don't have that content. You don't have a three thousand um, dollar um, video recorder. So you're making a video, um, and you're using Adobe Firefly to source. I think it's source, but at some point it will be generate as well to source yeah. relevant B-roll um, for that video. So you've completely removed the need to one have the camera equipment in the first place, which is crazy. Um, mm -hmm. And two, even if you did have the camera equipment, to physically have to go to these locations and, and collect that B-roll. And I'm guessing at this point in time, it's similar to JetGBT in the sense of the quality is um, probably good, but not amazing. But if yeah. we were already at this stage, it's obviously just a matter of time. Yeah, and I, I think it does a little bit of both. I think it does pull B-roll from web sources. I think it also does write some code yeah. and generate some of it or combine some of it. Uh, but you're right. I mean, like, okay, so to your example, we're trying to do a video about or uh, some content about surfing or whatever. The people that are doing that the old-fashioned way, they're, they're not going there 
some some of them are going to the film, but some of them are just pulling B-roll off the internet anyway. So again, we're talking about something that's aggregating and bringing it in and making it cheaper until you get your hands on it. You're not you know going through and paying sites for you know all, all different types of content. So if you look yeah. at it in that way, it's just bringing everything you need to package whatever your content is. It's pulling it in and, and making that easier. And boy, there's nothing worse than staring at that blank page when you sit down to write or create something, no matter what it is. So yeah. you know, even if you type in something stupid, even just to get the conversation going, you type in mm -hmm. something dumb into chat or one of these other things, or if you're trying to come up with a piece of art or a, a graphic design, you get into something like Firefly or as we'll mention here, Notion that uh, I use constantly. And now we're both using it for all of our business stuff and all this creative stuff here that you know we're collaborating in there i mean it's just such a helpful thing instead of before you stare at that prompt and not get anything done uh or you'd get frustrated now it's like you know draw me a picture of a fish or something you know like oh yeah you know, i'm gonna i'll make an article about whatever so I, I think it helps to create a process um but you know there are some people i know that are still trying to resist a little bit i just wanted to fact check the firefly so it's yeah. uh, recommending b-roll clips um for final cuts um it is doing image generate it is using generative ai for images um, images text as well um oh, cool. you mentioned notion there's two yeah there's two more we obviously wanted to cover as many ai tools as possible but one let's mention notion quickly because essentially it's plugging into chat chat gpt but the idea or the the kind of high level point here is that tools are integrating AI capabilities. Um, so you've got like Notion is project management tool um, and kind of document um, storage as well. And that's incorporating ChatGPT. So you're opening a document and you can kind of use the AI to start that document in a certain way um, and rewrite stuff, et cetera. The same kind of stuff you do with ChatGPT um, within tools. Like Google are also now doing this within email with Bard. So we're also going to see not just these independent AI tools, but the tools we commonly use every day are going to have this, like we had the fucking paperclip in yeah. Google, in Microsoft yeah. Word back in the day. Like that um, essence is now going to be in different tools, but it's going to be like an AI bot that can help us use those tools quickly and more effectively. Right. Yeah, it's not replacing your thoughts or, or you know, really killing i don't think it's killing a lot of creativity i think that's everybody's worried worried about not yet anyway uh i it just helps me you know jog things you know just so i, I guess we get a start but yeah we use notion quite a bit i love it obviously i've been in there too much lately but uh i mean it really is like a good place to. and if i get stuck on something you know trying to come up with an outline or what you name it you just type hey write me something or what are the facts on this or something like that i mean it's and it's it's within the notion uh, pages, so it's within the documents as opposed to chat, which is a separate interface. So right now, what Chat GPT Plus is twenty dollars a month, and the plugins are free. Um, so that's a pretty low barrier right there. I mean, they could pr they could probably charge a hundred dollars a month, and people would still pay for it. Yeah. So twenty dollars a month, you know, is is ridiculously low fee. So it's not like it's it's inaccessible to a lot of people. I don't know um, geographically. I don't know if there are any limits. I'm sure there are some places that uh, it's blocked in. I haven't found any yet. But did you see um, the co-founder Sam Altman? 
of OpenAI, and he was in Congress yesterday. He um, revealed that he's not he's not getting a salary. Um, they're only they're paying for his health insurance, and I think that's it. Um, yeah, he's he doesn't have any equity in the company, so as the company grows, uh, he won't be making any more money. Uh, so I think I mean he's obviously already wealthy, and I'm sure he'll yeah. benefit from this in a lot of ways. But yeah, so if the company all of a sudden is valued at 100 billion dollars, uh, he's got no no stake, no equity in that. So which is pretty crazy. He's he's playing the long game with Congress. He's smart. Uh, trying to get in and, and um, propose some regulatory uh, things like some licensing um, just to kind of keep the industry a little bit in check. But again, with technology like this, even if the U.S. regulates certain things, other countries can make whatever they want and do whatever they want. You know, so we can only regulate it so much. But now he seems like a pretty good guy, though. I mean, he seems like he cares. He's He's working with lawmakers to try to not let it get out of control, you know? Yeah. The last thing on the platforms is search. So we're talking like search engines. We've got Bing, you've got Google. There's obviously the other, um, the other smaller ones as well. But that's going to dramatically change in so many ways over the next probably six months and then 12 months, obviously. And the first thing is it's going to, you know, like things like SEO are going to change. So if we're talking about marketing, like SEO is going to dramatically change. We talk about blog acquisition. Well, currently, if you're searching for longer tail um, keywords or you're searching longer tail, which is like longer questions or longer search queries as opposed to just like AI. Um, like, for example, like how can I use AI for my business? That would be longer tail. So... Mm-hmm. typically blog articles show up and, and within marketing like you write those blog articles to try and rank higher than competitors so you get the traffic right well with these generative AIs being incorporated into the search tools like Bard and Bing are already doing it as well like the response isn't going to be 10 articles at the top it's going to be the AI response, which if you've seen like Google I.O., like the result is actually quite big. It takes up a lot of the screen space. So it's not necessarily that blogs disappear or blog articles disappear, but they get mm-hmm. pushed down so far that is anyone going to go down to them? Probably in the beginning, but over time as AI becomes more comfortable for people, they're just gonna they're just gonna read the AI response. Yeah. Um, so, you know, will brands be publishing blog articles? for getting traffic through search engine or will they be more brandless so that if anyone is hits their website from any other angle um, or, or from any other source the blog articles just kind of exist from a for a conversion um focus. yeah now that's that's interesting i was thinking about this a few months ago i can't believe that blogging is still a thing uh meaning like the, the blogging for the um the seo and for the uh for the traction there because now uh, obviously chat gpt can write you a blog can write you a whole bunch of blogs um so it seems silly that people are still blogging for that and maybe they just haven't the two things haven't caught up to each other yet um the algorithms haven't decided that blogs are not useless but i think i think you're right about it's still useful to have information on your site you have a personal blog and it's about your life and what you do that's perfect if you're just you know writing for um not going to mention any names, but me, if you're just writing for like a health insurance company and they want to blog about certain things within the industry, 
and you're you know you're just you're either using the AI tools or you're writing it based on what you find on the internet. It's it's just the same information just repurposed. So those types of things, I don't think will have any longevity. But I think uh, branding uh, and personal stories and and other sales conversion things will probably have its place. Yeah, I agree. Um, brand will be king as opposed to content being king. I think has traditionally been the case. Um, Awesome. I mean, those there's, there's so many tools out there and we could spend a whole episode on it. Do you want to? We can find no. more platforms. Um, but yeah. if we want to, I mean, the pros of using AI, we've got a few bullet points that we swear ChatGPT did not help us with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I touched on this already, the efficiency and cost savings. I mean, like I said, it's only 20 $20 a month to get in. That's just for the platform. But just the efficiency of saving time. I mean, even if it saves you, even if you sit down to write something and it saves you that first struggle of writer's block in the morning, we'll add that up over the course of a month. You know, that's hours right there, or at least it would be for me. Um, yeah. So in that and just all the other time, the research time, again, doesn't need to be fact-checked sometimes, but so does, so does the shit you find on Google. Like there's no, you know, there's not a lot of like, information out there that doesn't need to be looked at um so yeah for as far as efficiency goes it speeds things up now um and this just came to mind because it's happening to me now because these tools make this stuff faster uh, i'm expected to do more in a shorter period of time so it does make my day more efficient however i end up having to do more things so uh, time savings depending upon how you use it now if you're just the type of person who's smart and takes on a project and you limit, like I'm only going to do one project per day or something like that, it'll save you some time. If you're an idiot like me and you're like, well, now I can do four of these in one day, you know, then you're going to get screwed with time. And there's, I think there's strategies to get around it. I mean, ultimately, um, I mean, there can always be a bit of a race to the bottom um, with with some quote-unquote competitors, but also if you have the experience and you know what makes the best quality, like the fact you are then able to produce three times as much, well, actually, I'm going to charge you accordingly. Like you're you're now getting these like two weeks earlier. So if you want this quality that I'm overseeing and quantity in this period of time, like there's there's actually a premium on it. It's, I, I don't think it's uh, like the value is higher. Like you're, you're getting what you want quicker um, and in a higher volume. And, yeah. and if the, yeah, and if the, if those articles are going to make you money and you're now able to do um, 20 articles a month instead of five, well, you're, you're getting way more value. So why am I not going to charge for that? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's where the, the throttle, the throttle problem is uh, on the, the health and, personal aspect of it uh because i i'm like oh, i can do more of these in one day so so yeah though the tools are great it's just i need to slow down uh but no you're right i i am uh when i say i do three of what i used to do before i'm i'm charging full price for all three of those so it's definitely it's more money for me so it definitely uh, helps in that sense so if, if you you can make yourself as busy or as, as not as busy as you want to here once you get into a rhythm with these tools you realize that it can take care of certain things. So you're allowed, you're allowed, you, you have a little bit more space to be creative. Um, so you can get it to be doing menial tasks. And now we've got the kind of plugins in ChatGPT. 
You can hook it up to Zapier to kind of automate things. Again, you're just creating more time to perhaps focus on the creativity aspect, um, which can also come through in the editing as well. Um, so instead of like using like a certain amount of brain power to like, oh, I have to get this first draft done. It's like you can use all that time now, if you like, to edit and and be a little bit more high level and be like, cool, if, is this the right angle, That makes, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good point. So I'll, I'll use an example from yesterday. I had to do some more headlines. And my process for writing a headline for a company, I can't remember who it was now. <clears throat> it was a, it was a, oh, AARP, our retirement magazine we have in the U.S. Um, so my process for writing a headline, headlines for companies like that is to go through, I have to read their website, take a bunch of bullet points down, go through like the, the deliverable, I have to go through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I was able to use chat to summarize all that. And then, of course, I had to build the headlines uh, after, you know, they gave me a little bit of help. So, but I was able to like the, the bandwidth and the mental power that I would use, like spending an hour and a half looking through documents and websites and trying to take down pertinent information. I didn't have to do that anymore. So when it came time to, like you said, use my creative energy, I was able to like throw it right into the headlines instead of wasting it on research and going back and forth between pages and everything else. It will become um, higher costs, especially if you're a bigger business and you need to, you, you have a lot more attention to the especially if you're a business that has a lot of things, a lot of moving parts and a lot of aspects that AI can help with, there's probably going to be um, high costs there in terms of both probably tools and services of people that are going to implement the stuff for you. Um, and then there's the kind of, there is some technology, 100% technology necessary um, for some of the more technical bespoke solutions a business might need. But if you're a freelancer, the cons are pretty low. Like the setup costs are pretty low. Like it's twenty dollars a month. Is it for ChatGPT? I think Bard is free, isn't it? Um, it's in beta, so it's free. Yeah. Okay, but it's like I doubt it's going to be because I believe these are mass market um, tools, not um, premium. Mm. Um, they're going to be pretty affordable. So if you are kind of a one-person business freelancer. Like there's pretty low cons on the cost side. Yeah. And I would, I guess to expand on the cons, uh, I guess the only con that I've seen and we both kind of run into the last couple of days is just trying to learn all the new stuff. Um, so it, yeah. it, it's not necessarily, it's exciting. So it's not like a negative thing to have to do. But if I had to list like what's the, the biggest issue you have with all these changes is just keeping up with the changes. Um, so, and again, it's exciting and it's moving so fast. So, um, <laughs> You know, it's getting it's getting more and more awesome every day. But every morning I wake up, I'm like, oh my god, I gotta learn ten new things. So yeah, um, you know, now it, just for the for the basic marketing functions, you know, for a copywriter or anything else, once you learn the prompts and once you get to an extent, and it's you know, you're in there using it every day, so you're getting better at prompting and getting better at you know knowing what you need to ask it, and you can keep up with it pretty well. Uh, you and I are working on. Uh, things above a little bit above and beyond above and beyond that. I mean, um, so we're a little bit more in depth and trying to take in as much knowledge as we can, and that can be a little overwhelming. But again, I don't I don't know if I would call it a con or not, but it's definitely been a challenge. Yeah, for sure. And, I, and ultimately, there's enough resources for someone to learn this stuff. Um, slash use the AI to help you. Like, you know, what's the best way I can actually utilize you? Uh -huh. <laughs> so examples of, uh, that we use for, for AI and marketing, uh, just from our personal standpoints, because we do run our own um, 
solo businesses, even though we're partnered up on some of this stuff here, we still have our own uh, businesses that are very different, uh, different functions. And like I've touched on a couple of times, I use it to get started on projects. My, my projects range from well, I'll just tell you what I've been doing. Uh, clients uh, don't watch this anyway, and if they do, you know, it'd be too late. Uh, but um, yeah, I've used it for sales funnels to get started on those. I use it for headlines all the time. I use it to help. Uh, I use Notion. I dropped in a press release I was doing last night. Um, I was stuck on a paragraph, and again, you know, I was tired. It was late. Um, I dropped it in, and I used Notion just to rephrase the paragraph. These were still basically my words. It just helped me out a little bit instead of staring at it and getting a headache. So as far as a marketing and a copywriting standpoint, uh, I still had to do all the work and put everything in there. Uh, and I just you know, reviewed it. And when something needs to be fixed uh, or just it, it's it's just a, like a, a, a stronger version of Grammarly or spell check is really just it's a writing assistant. Uh, so for copywriting on all levels it, to include, for example, there's Facebook ads I was doing for. Uh, the Newark terminal in uh, New Jersey. And I just, I'm not good with emojis or hashtags. So I wrote the art or I wrote the ad and I said, I need some, uh, some popular hashtags for this, you know, so it generated all that. So basically end to end, but it's all, it's all in the prompting. It's all the information yes. I put in is directly related to the output. So in all forms, you know, copywriting and marketing, you know, whether it's an ad or a case study, uh, it, it saves, you know, like we mentioned earlier a couple of times, it saves uh, all the research time and having to Google through and read just mountains of things. Uh, so in that sense, yeah, I know some people consider it probably cheating on certain things. I'm just like, well, I, I don't know. I don't look at it like that way. Because if I'm Googling and reading through your company manuals and everything, that's that sucks. That's not cheating to get a head start on that, you know. Yeah, and and you're not like anyone can do that research to a degree. Right. Like you need some sort of lens, but most people can do that research. What you really want to be there for is the editing and the the creativity and the maybe the ideas as well, and and what you think will work for that client um, slash audience. And even last night, the stuff I sent you last night that I was working on for my Twitter growth. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I was thinking, like, why am I not just starting with the end user? Like, why, why don't I get ChatGPT to build out my personas? And every brand will have these, the people that they most want to speak to um, for their content to resonate with the most. So I got it to create the personas. I gave it my story. And because the essence of of what I'm doing on Twitter is speaking to my old self. So I described my old self to mm -hmm. chat and I said, this is literally my story. I'm creating a Twitter profile. The goal is to become some sort of content creator that inspires, educates, blah, 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 all these things um, that I'd like to do for people. Um, build out two personas based on my previous experience, list their pains, their desires, their biases, things that resonate with with them, et cetera. And it did it and I showed you it and like it mm -hmm. was incredible. It was really, really accurate and it was really compelling. And brands can do that. You can do that if you're a copywriter, if you're a marketer, get it to build out very detailed personas because it's had access to the internet. So for the persona, I think it came up with was nomadic Neil, which is quite funny. Yeah. Like there is a nomadic Neil 
um, kind of the, the 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 research chat has done across the bank of data it has. It's found all the types of people like that that have said anything on the internet, anything across the whole fucking internet, which I can't do all that research. Right. Certainly not in like two minutes, or I think it was 30 seconds, let's say. Um, it would take me weeks to go through all of that data, and it's doing it straight away. And I think that's a very um, powerful starting point is what, who, who, is your, who is your goal? Not even what is your goal. Who is your goal? You're a content creator. You want to speak to these kinds of people. Okay, get it to produce very detailed um, analyses of these personas. Create these personas. And then you then, you, you, you're, you're having, it's a back and forth, this conversation. So ongoing, you're taking that persona information. It's like, okay, cool. Going back to the context, content creation, helping these people. How, what's the best strategy to post in terms of tweets? Like what kind of content will resonate with a nomadic meal? Lost Luke was the other one. Right. Um, what's the kind of, um, you use it as a back and forth, um, start with the kind of audience as the end point. And that, that works for content creators. It works for brands as well. Um, you're a CBD brand um, selling um, selling CBD gummies um, for 20 to 30 year olds. Get it to build out the persona. What do 20 to 30 year olds, um, you know, what are their pains, what are their desires, etc. Like you can get that information very, very quickly. The kind of stuff you'd possibly even use a branding agency for, you can get it instantly. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the pipeline of, of building content, like in your example there, the parts that are being automated, so to speak, with the AI and everything that are being cut out are the tedious parts in the beginning anyway. So the end creative stuff, you're still writing all that. You're still you know, tweaking that. Um, yeah. So what we're, what we're talking about here is essentially just getting rid of all the crap in the beginning, the stuff we don't want to do anyway. You know, building the personas, doing the market research, researching previous blog posts, uh, you know, you name it, uh, the end creative, uh, copy for whatever the platform or format is, we're still editing that. We still have to oversee that even if it's 50% there, uh, when we're done. So we're just knocking out all the bullshit that people don't want to do on the front half anyway. Yeah. And I mean, the, the data analysis side is also extremely powerful and you can kind of chunk this. So let's say you're an existing brand, you sell products, um, keep the CBD gummies example, um, and let's say you sell them on Amazon or you sell them on your own website and you've got thousands of reviews. Cool. Collect all those reviews, pump it into the AI and tell it and ask it. And I mean, good reviews and bad reviews. Uh -huh. Look at all the bad reviews. What are the top three things we need to do as a company to change this product to make it sell more? Because we have data, like our audience is literally telling us what this product is missing or it's not doing well. And then of the stuff that it is doing really well, okay, what words are these people using to describe this favorably? Can we incorporate that into the website copy, into the email marketing copy? Um, so like data analysis, also super important. 
Um, and that's just for your brand. You could do that for a competitor. Go to your mm. competitor's reviews and find out all the things they're doing really well. ChatGPT, I want you to compare our five-star reviews with their five-star reviews. What are all the things uh, people say they love about their product and our product isn't hitting that? Yeah. Also, what are all the bad reviews for that competitor saying so we can now have a competitive edge and we can market to the kinds of people and also ask it, cool, I want you to look at this competitor, um, their website, their reviews, etc. Build me a persona that that competitor is targeting. Cool. Now look at all the bad reviews that competitor has. Match that persona with um, the kind of features that they're looking for. And we can build that into a new product ourselves. And use, use that persona to generate all the website copy, the ad copy that will... Uh, resonate with with those people i guess yeah. the kind of stuff you would want to do as a brand but sitting through three thousand testimonials on your own site plus five different competitors it's crazy amount of work no um, yeah and, and remember too like uh, it wasn't all that long ago if people needed market research to get reviews or get people's opinions like they, they were in this within a few years ago people were calling people or sending out emails asking for you know, uh, reviews or uh, surveys and everything else now, because everybody's and, and granted, some people who leave reviews on things aren't the nicest and they just, you know, they want to talk about themselves and everything else. But now there's all this data out there. Like you said, people are leaving good reviews, bad reviews, especially on Amazon products and, and other things, too. Why would you want to sift through all that? You know, like yeah. this is perfect. You know, you could build you could do what a market research package would probably use to take a month you could do in a day if you really had to and you're not cheating or skipping any steps like as far as like not getting the content you're just not having to actually go into all these stupid things read everything yourself so it's crazy as far as automations go um i don't use that many outside of notion um i probably could stand to use more uh, is for like my daily workflow stuff uh, i do have certain things that are repetitive um, you know, like some of the stuff we're doing as far as we're talking in terms of filming this stuff and doing the podcast work, which doesn't really fly in, uh, fall into the marketing category. There's a lot of stuff there we could probably automate. Um, but as far as daily stuff goes, are you, are you big into Zapier or using that on a regular basis? I'm not doing any automation right now. No. Um, now I've seen that plugin feature. Yeah. I'll have a look. Um, yeah. If I want to. Oh, man, I'm going to, uh, every time, every week now, I'm looking at the fucking weekend and I'm like, I'm in Cyprus. I'm traveling. The whole point is to go and fucking experience stuff. Don't get me wrong. Boat trip last Sunday. If you're in Cyprus, in Paphos, go to the Blue Lagoon. It's not the most, there's no beautiful scuba sites or anything like that. Cyprus isn't that great for that. But honestly, the surroundings beautiful, turquoise waters, you get an hour and a half off the boat. Like it's a, it's a bit of a tourist experience, but it was fun. Sure. And you go with the right people, it doesn't really matter. Like you, you will enjoy it. But I'm looking at the weekend, man. I'm like, I should be going to do this thing, but I want to fucking sit on this machine and just be like, and like, yeah. there's so many and we're, and we're new and it's, and I think also it's the, like we look back at our history and it's like, well, we weren't around when the first car came around. We weren't around when the industrial revolution came around. You, I guess, were around more when the internet came. 
Yeah. And, and uh, so it's funny you bring this up. I was just thinking this yesterday. So like uh, I was born in 1980. So we had a TV in the house and we had a telephone on the wall. Uh, but, you know, cell phones weren't like cell phones were invented in the 90s, um, but they weren't in everybody's pocket until the 2000s. That's when everybody like had them in their like on their person. Um, so, yeah, but for us growing up, it's like we had electricity and toilets and certain things. So it's like ah, it's already there. Like it's not that big of a yeah. deal. Now, if we were born, if we were our grandparents or our great grandparents who had horses and uh, no electricity, that that's huge. Like everything going on is like right now is even more mm. so. But yeah, so what we're going through now is like that real shock of things are moving yeah. super fast. We're trying to learn and keep up with it. Uh, you and I are doing it more so than most people have to. So for anybody who's listening or watching, you don't really have to feel overwhelmed by everything we're mentioning now because we're actually delving into this, A, so we can help uh, other entrepreneurs uh, and remote workers uh, kind of get up on this technology. Um, but we've got a bunch of other things that we're working on as well to take this a step further. So, you know, if if you're getting overwhelmed by everything we're saying, it really is just as simple as getting chat GPT and, and getting started with a couple smaller projects yeah. there. And when we talk about the automations, I haven't done it either. I'm sure I could. That's that's next on my list of things to do uh, with Zapier. Uh, but again, you know, if like I'm still building out Google files and drive things here and there and copying and pasting certain things that could probably all go away. I just haven't got to that point yet. So, you know, it's trying to ride that wave and find the time to do it without sacrificing off time, you know. Yeah. So as far as automations go and everything, I'm, I'm not really up on that as much as we could. That's something that we'll, we'll probably cover in a future episode. So we'll learn the yeah. tools. Everything we talk about in these videos and on the audio version, of course, where it's stuff that we use, uh, things that we actually use every day for our marketing businesses. Uh, we don't, um, you know, we're not going to mention anything that we haven't tried out. And we're, and we're not experts by any means. Uh, we're just kind of in the thick of it lately. Uh, but we'd also... You know, we're open to uh, other ideas for episodes. So as always, you can leave comments uh, in the show notes or in the hang on. I got to, of course, I go to say something important. I got a mosquito fly right by me, but I have to say something at the end here about just leave us some comments. What do you want us to talk about? Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think that's fine. Just leave it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, so yeah, if any, whatever you guys, yeah, anything you guys want to talk about, just go ahead and leave uh, comments. We we read every comment from every subscriber, so all four of you out there, shout out uh, if you go ahead and like drop something in there you want us to talk about. We'll uh, we'll we'll whip that up. Uh, we'll use all of our tools at our disposal to write an outline and get on here tomorrow and talk about all this nonsense. So I don't know if I want. I don't know if I want to it. I don't know if I want to end it there, but yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. You know, speaking of fucking editing, you know, thanks for listening. The producer of today's show was me for more content. Join us on our YouTube channel at, at solo venture and links to all of our social media will be in the show notes.